Welcome to the Healthcare IT Today CIO Podcast. I'm John Lynn, the founder and chief editor at Healthcare IT Today, and I'm excited to bring you the most practical healthcare CIO insights and perspectives. We know your job is challenging and we want to help you be more successful. And today's guest is one that I don't know why I didn't have earlier. I've, I think I've wanted him since they started the podcast forever ago. It's Shafiq Rob. He's Chief Digital Officer, System CIO, and EVP at Tufts Medicine. Welcome, Shafiq. Thank you, John. Good to get together back with you. You're an icon yourself, and your podcast is very popular. So thank you for inviting me to it. I appreciate you saying that. I, I think I'm just noisy. I'm not sure how iconic I am. But <laughs> yeah, well, and, you know, we're going to get to this at the end, but you're also Chime CIO of the year. So we're excited to have you here with that. Uh, you know, it's always great to have the CIO of the year on the uh, on the podcast. But before we dive into the topics today, tell us a little bit about yourself and Tufts Medicine. Uh, Tufts Medicine is an academic health system in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Uh, we are very lucky that we have the distinct honor to serve a large population in the uh, in, in the state of Massachusetts. Uh, we have a couple of community hospitals. We have over 2,000 uh, physicians, and we have a, a clinically integrated network. Uh, so, and we do the most uh, transplant also in the state of Massachusetts. So. Well, that's something. I mean, Massachusetts is healthcare central, so <laughs> that's yeah. That's so quite you know, good. it's all about frictionless care, mm -hmm. uh, and we are trying to keep the cost down. But what we really take pride in is that is our service excellence, and is our customer obsession, and is our willingness to go as far as we can to serve our patients. So that's very important to us. That's awesome. Well, Shafiq, I know you talk to everyone, you hear about everything, like I see you at the events, you know, <laughs> everyone wants to work with Shafiq. So talk to us, about, tell us, what are the top three things that are happening in health IT right now that kind of excite you the most and, and why do they excite you? Well, we are very lucky that we live in this time yeah. because a uh, lot of technologies that we people talked about, there was hype about, they are coming to to fruition, to a place where they can actually be useful and affordable. So what I'm saying to you is that uh, cloud is there now. People are actually thinking about it. Some have moved to it. Then we have uh, lake houses because people are talking about machine learning and AI. Uh, then the third thing that's happening is that people are trying to build a platform so that they can have one ecosystem. Mm. What we talked about before is now possible. What was probable, probable is now possible. And what is possible today is enabling the platform, the ecosystem, the, the scalability in the cloud, and most of, all, most of all, bringing all of IT strategy aligned with the business strategy. That means people who lead IT now are also business leaders. So before we used to be data processing, okay. Yeah. So that was that. That's what IT was. Keep so, the infrastructure up. <laughs> there you go. So the titles have changed, roles have changed, and also the belief uh, in the health systems that technology can speed up things, they can improve things, and the CIOs and the CDIOs and the technology leaders are now participating hand to hand. So when you are seeing. What am I excited about? Of course, I can use one word AI, but everybody talks about it. 
but before we get to AI, the, the synchronization of the strategy and the, and the idea of bringing all the data in one place so that we have a way to understand our business, understand our physicians, our caregivers, our patients, and our staff. Because what the pandemic has taught us, ta taught us is the happiness of not one, but all three have to be happy. Mm. The customers, the caregivers, and the, the, uh, the uh, what do you call, uh, the staff who work here. There's a shortage of them. And then the workforce has changed. Some are at home, some are a hybrid, some are together. <laughs> so that complexity is nothing, but it brings glory to IT because we are the connector. We are the thinker. We are the leader. We create speed, as I call it, liquidity split, you know? Yeah. That's it's interesting exciting. to think about like technology, right? Because there's no transformation project that can't benefit from technology. Not that technology is the only solution. Right? So I think I think that's the stuff some people you know have a challenge recognizing. But I want to talk about the lake houses and 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 not the lake house in Maine that you go visit. But why did you why do you see lake houses? You know these data lakes as as key to this effort. I, I find that interesting. You say that you know a lot of people built up these enterprise data warehouses that never got value. So what do you think's kind of changed when it comes to you know creating yeah, yeah, a data yeah. lake? Happy to share. So like, I'm so happy about these things because all this is now happening. And I already did that two years ago. So people are now catching up to it. So it makes me excited that, hey, yeah, yeah I did that two years ago. How'd you do that? So what was behind it? Here's what it is. You cannot do machine learning. You cannot do AI. You cannot do predictive modeling if you don't have clean data. It's plain and simple. People can show you as many apps as they want. People can say that they can automate your uh, access, not gonna happen, right? So the beauty of that is that I came to work at uh, Tufts Medicine. We had 28 electronic health records. Think about it, 28, 110 portals. Think about it, we are now <laughs> one, right? So everybody said that's a very bad thing. For me, it was the best thing, why? Because it taught me how to connect to 28 electronic health records right? The mapping of it. Then there are desperate IT systems. Then there are shadow IT systems. Come on, man. We were a holding company. We became an operating company, right? Mm. So what it does, it allows us to communicate with the stakeholders in a new way. It creates a new diplomatic status. Like, dude, you got data. Let me help you clean it up. Let me help you become stewards. Let me help you get a governance on it. Let me get you the control of it. So you see your data, you use it, you control it. Let me help you to streamline it. That is the uh, love and the combination of IT, analytics people, business intelligence, and the operation, right? So what we did is that we cleaned the data, we had data steward who do it, write a Python code, take it to, to the cloud, take a software like, data breaks, snowflakes, put it there, build, build a lake house on that, on top put a, a semantic layer. All of a sudden, your entire data is available in a fire resource. Fire is the fast healthcare interoperability resources, which allows us to communicate. So anybody who has an API can connect to you. But while I'm doing this, I also made it AGI, the artificial general intelligence, so they can connect to it. 
Now you have a lake house that can connect to pharma, that can send data anywhere in any format, can accept the data in any format, and all of a sudden you have structured, unstructured, semantic layer done data. Now you can go to town, creating necessary either dashboards or predictive models or machine learning or LLMs all in one place. That is the beauty of a lake house. Hmm. Well, and, and to your point, you know, if, if, if you want to build the ecosystem, it's hard to build an ecosystem on top of, you know, what did you say? A hundred different systems, right? You know, but one, one data lake you can. So that's why, whether you go to big health systems, small health systems, wherever you go, people keep everything separate. So what we did, we created a platform. And in that platform, you have three layers. You have the EHR layer at the bottom. So EHR is a documenting system doing for billing and other things. But on top is your lake house, which has all the data goes up, right? But you also brought other applications because a hospital cannot run without, without EKG. It cannot run without an ERP. It's, so you need all of them. Everybody thinks only electronic health system is important. That's not true. You need all of them, right? And in my case, I had like a thousand applications. You don't need thousand applications, but people buy it over time. So you have to go and negotiate. Dude, can I give up a few? So we're down to 200 now, but it took three and a half years of negotiation to shut them down, get the money out of it, use it back into IT. So when you're asking what is so exciting, exciting is that I am lucky that I work here and I, can, I made friends and my operational leaders my doctors, my nurses, my caregivers, and my staff supported me. So I can't take the credit for it that, hey, I'm the CIO of the year, I know everything. It's the people around me. I just did only one thing. I became a good salesperson. Mm. Begged, growled, doing, and I'm still doing that. <laughs> so you can call me a diplomat, a negotiator. You can give me any name you want, but I'm lucky. That's pretty much it. Interesting. Well, let's uh, let's see how vulnerable you are. Uh, you know, uh, is there a time that you failed? And, and you know, talk to us about a time that you failed, and 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 what did you learn from that failure? Oh, <laughs> so Michael Jordan uh, has lost more games than he won. Yeah, he's one of the people I like a lot, but people may not hate me for that. Uh, <laughs> that was like, all your time uh, in Chicago. Basketball I player. No, he um, is. <laughs> so I did. Uh, I did an implementation of payroll couple of jobs ago, uh, hired a, 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 a vendor to help me out. For nine months, we ate lunch and we did the implementation and everything else. I went to play golf the day we went go live. My, my CEO sent me to play golf. I don't know how to play golf. Okay, just to let you know. She had three tickets. So I rode on the, the car. I came back and I see people lining up. I'm like, what happened? Well, they're looking up uh, taxes on the internet. I'm like, say what? I thought we went live. Found out that for nine months, uh, we never built anything. Wow. We didn't have a payroll system. <laughs> so we were doing manual checks. Mm. Uh, I was there till 1 a.m. trying to make sure everybody got their money. Next time my CEO called me, God bless her soul. Uh, Mrs. Peterson, she passed away. I loved her like a mother. Uh, she said, Shipika, I'm not going to fire you. Uh, I want you to remember the suffering and pain of people who didn't get paid or who got paid and whose life depended on that paycheck. So for the rest of your life, I want you to suffer that pain. And mm -hmm. to this day, I still suffer that pain, but you have to learn from it. 
Then she called the CHRO and the CFO. So why didn't you not run the old register? You could have paid for it, right? To this day, I now know vendor management. Hmm. The true understanding of empathy, people have empathy for cancer, for disease, for other things, but to understand the pain of an employee who depends on that paycheck for their livelihood, uh, I can never forget that. Yeah. So you're asking what you learn from it. You need leaders like Mrs. Peterson, God bless her soul, she's not alive anymore, to teach new leaders like me how to become better leaders and make us understand that empathy is very important. But at the same time, due diligence is important. At the same time, accountability is important. At the same time, when you're responsible for something, it's important to get, I call it general management consensus. Talk with the CFO, talk with the CHRO, tell them openly, I do not know how to do this. I am failing at it. Or don't be that cocky that I'll be successful in it. Be vulnerable. Mm. It's okay not to know. I'm telling you, man, that was the one of the biggest failure in my life. I consider it one of the most success in my life now. And yeah. uh, uh, I have not forgotten that. When I'm talking to you, my sound changes, my voice changes, because I still cannot get over it that I made so many people suffer. Mm. And I've not forgiven myself for that. Well, you probably should forgive yourself, but you've learned a lot and, and everyone else has benefited from that suffering. So I think that's- Oh, 100%. You know, what I'm saying is that I'm a caring person. I, I understand pain. I understand suffering from, from medicine, from patients and other things, but I had no clue uh, the, the, the difficulty that people go through. Uh, and that's how I always say now that happiness of the caregivers happiness of the staff and the happiness of the patient and reduction in cost. People call it quadruple aim. Yep. Now, but I, I learned that so many years ago. Yeah. Amazing. You know, it's funny you say that I, I was a missionary for my church when I was 19 and wow. uh, I was a leader of a group of missionaries in the training center. And my job was to get the mail and, and the guy that was over me that was training me on what to do. He said, John, missionaries payment is those letters from home. This is before email, right? <laughs> He's like, yeah. those missionaries payment is letters from home. He said, don't mess with their payment. <laughs> so to your point, like, you know, wow. you don't mess with people's wow. paychecks, right? Uh, wow. it's, it's a big I'm deal. What a great story. It's, it's, a, it's a service industry and uh, your heart has to be in it. And it's a lifelong journey. Uh, there is no, uh, like uh, you said, I was the CIO of the year. So thank you for the honor. Thank you for that. Thank you for the recognition. Uh, but it's not my title. It's my team's title. Mm. Uh, I'm not here because of me. I'm here because of the people who work with me. And people not only in my IT department, but the vendors and the outside people. And then the doctors and the nurses and the staff who helped me grow. So it's not a one-man show, man. You know what I'm yeah. saying? No, for sure. And healthcare is a serious business. I mean, it's great that you're giving credit to your team, and so you should. But how did it really feel to kind of be honored as the 2024 Chime CIO of the Year? What was that like, you know, to uh, have I'm your peers recognize you? you? Uh, I, I was going to give a speech. I forgot the speech. I tripped. 
thank you god uh thank you uh, god country unit you know so those are things came out of my mouth and yeah. then i thank you my team and then i forgot what i was supposed to say <laughs> so it took me a little while to compose myself uh, i was totally like uh, uh, emotional blown away and humbled uh, by the honor you know uh, and everybody stood up that threw me off like yeah i'm not that old man i'm not dying today and uh, so you know what i'm saying like, like it's not a retirement award is that yeah that's it i'm like hey dude i gotta work for five more years i got my kids to get out of college <laughs> so that's what it felt it felt like a, a very humbling honoring thing you know it's a big deal man it's a very big deal absolutely is there a project you're working on now that you think will will have the most impact 10 years from now that, you know, maybe people, you know, I don't know, maybe it's impacting now, but, you know, 10 years from now, what project are you working on? I, I knew that you can ask me because I've been the innovator of the year twice between different places. <laughs> and gave me the the year. Info gave me the innovator of the year. I always think two, three, four, five years ahead, but 10 years, that's a long time to think. But, uh, what I'm thinking is that uh, the thing that I'm working on is the use of large language models. So I'll tell you what they can do, what they cannot do. If we understand large language model in their true sense, then uh, I, to I told somebody and people will get mad at me if I say at your podcast, but today interoperability is based on many things. I think large language model will take over interoperability. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, uh, that means is that when AI, when you put that, I, for example, I can ask my large language model, and you have one, say that I want the uh, I want the what do you call the records of Shafiq mm -hmm. based on the following eleven things. It can ask you that search today. You can do a query, right? So it can do the same query in the other place and actually bring it back into my system. So. Yeah. It's not that far away. The other thing that I'm uh, that I'm working on, which is two things I'm working on, which one is, uh, I call it healthcare digital economy. I'll explain that to you. And the other thing is that your data will be with you at all times, whether you are at home, whether you are in your car, hmm. uh, and I can explain both of them to you. If you're a truck driver and you're driving, you go to sleep, there are sensors now that will wake you up and actually send a note to your wife to call you. Hey, Shavi, what the heck is wrong with you, man? <laughs> right? Yeah, so that ability, and if you sit in your car, uh, you will be able to have five, six biometrics already done there, and it will mm -hmm. be sent to your doctor and to loved ones right from your car. Americans, we use the, the motor vehicle for a long time. Healthcare digital economy is that in healthcare, we do orders. Everything starts with an order. And then there's an outcome. Everything we order, whether it's a DME, whether it's a crutch, whether it's a drug, they're all done through the system. And they will come that that economy will not only be located within the hospital, it'll be run by somebody else at a lower price point, at a cheaper price point, and the supplies will be more efficient and it will be available to people. Wow. Uh, so those are the three things that I've started working on. Uh, I think uh, within a year, I will have the prototypes ready for 
digital healthcare economy and as well as that. But AI and LLM, it'll take a long time because first it's expensive. GPUs are not cheap. Uh, we have to do partnerships. We have to do collaboration. Like I said in my speech that we also have to have empathy for each other. At the same time, without collaboration, no one system can do anything. You have mm -hmm. to collaborate, both with payers, providers, other entities, the uh, the magnificent seven, as people call the big <laughs> tech companies. They have a big role to play too. Uh, but together, uh, I foresee that uh, that the twenty four by seven, your healthcare. What I'm trying to tell you will move to more predictive. Will move towards more knowing before things happen. So it'll become more preventative and the quality of life will become better. But the thing that I'm not working on, but the other people are, is that we will live longer. And if we live longer, our bodies cannot sustain more than 104 years. Our bones become brittle. So exoskeleton and people who will live more than 100 years will have to figure out how to support that. Yeah, so that, that is not what I'm working on, but that's, yeah. <laughs> that's an interesting uh, perspective, though. And, you know, Microsoft came out today and, and said something similar that all this innovation in LLMs is going to be expensive, uh, you know, because GPUs aren't cheap, uh, which is, I, I think, what you're saying. You know, it, it's interesting, uh, but you're right. It's going to be transformative. When you think presently about leadership, hype yeah, curve. yeah, presently it's on a hype curve. And people are trying to make big deal out of it. Uh, but in reality, it's all based on use cases. The more the use cases, the better it becomes. There are some open source LLM. You can use that. Uh, we can use some for ontology, but it still has to mature. Sure. It will go through the same cycle. Yeah. You know, as a leader, what do you think it takes to be a great healthcare CIO leader? You know, you've done it across multiple organizations. You've done it for a while. What do you think is the key to being a great healthcare CIO leader? Oh, wow. Uh, number one uh, in my mind, what people look. So think some things are inherent. That means you have to have empathy. You have to be kind. You have to have integrity. You have to own things. Those are leadership skill sets. If you make a mistake, accept it, move on, learn from it. Don't dwell on it because uh, I've yet to meet a perfect person. Nobody's <laughs> perfect. We all get second, third, fourth, third, fifth chances in life. I myself gotten at least five chances in life. So it's not that people don't get that. But the thing is that 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 we have to keep our eyeball on the on the on the ends end. That means 20 years from today, 30 years from today, where do you want to be and what do you want people to know you by? That's the first thing you have to do. Second is that keep current. That means learn. Uh, learn from the Magnificent Five, what they are thinking. Learn from your CEOs, your CFOs within your system. Because it's like a, when you go to a poker game, they give you cards. Mm -hmm. Whether you're in a small health system, whether you're in a bigger health system. Every health system has got different things that are going on. Those are the cards that you are dealt. So the thing is how well you play those cards. Everybody yeah. can't be the CIO of, uh, uh, name a big health system, HCA. Uh, I wish I was there, but I didn't get the chance yet, right? So <laughs> uh, I'm just telling you that I'm, I, I can sure. try, but Marty is still there, so I'm not pushing him out. What <laughs> I'm saying is that whether you are a small health system, big health system, whatever cards you are dealt with, 
play the best with it and then seek help. Seek help from your colleagues. Ask them directly. That may make yourself vulnerable. Oh, why do you think I know so much? I, do you think I really knew all about myself? Absolutely not. I'll pick up the phone and say, hey, uh, I'm doing this. I have no clue what to do. It's okay to say that. Yeah. Because your, your, your colleagues, your friends, whether they are in the in the same field, and sometimes you have to go outside. I'm talking to people who do travel, mm -hmm. who are in cruise ships, okay? Uh, they know how, uh, who are in like a Marriott, those kind of places, who know what service actually means, right? One guy taught me that if you see somebody uh, 10 yards, make eye contact. If the guy comes to five yards or gal, address them by their name. It's a simple thing. I didn't know that. All of a sudden, everybody thought, oh, he's a nice person. But it was two, two things somebody told me. So to go outside your comfort zone and, and, and then uh, uh, try to do things that will improve the lives of your own constituency. That means what is the pain point of your doctors, of your nurses, of your employees and the, and the place that you serve? Because our value comes from the pain that we take care of and solve it. And how do we as business leader align ourselves to the business? That means acquisition of patient. Uh, that means how do we improve that? Cutting cost. Cutting cost is such a big deal now. Everybody's working on it, right? I've not heard a single CIO who's saying, hey, I got too much money, man. Can I give you some? No. <laughs> Everybody is decreasing expenses. And when you're decreasing expenses, understand the risk. So what I'm trying to say to become a great leader, you also have to become a great learner. You also have to become a great servant. You also have to become a great vulnerable person. All these qualities help you towards your journey. It's a continuous journey. And I have seen that that effort has helped me with my marriage life, with my children. Uh, they're also great guidance. Uh, they will say, Daddy, you are judgmental. Or they will say, Daddy, that's not right. Or my wife will say, no, yeah, you're making it up. So you're in the cloud. Who cares? Mm -hmm. Most important thing I care about, do I get my record when I need it? So they put you in your place in a minute, right? So these yeah. are all learning points. So there is no one way of saying, and remember, I'm not a great leader. I'm still working on it. Just to <laughs> let you know that. Sure. Some humility. Yeah, I think it's interesting what you said. Uh, you know, whenever I talk to someone from, you know, say a rural organization, a smaller hospital, we, they're like, John, we just don't have the resources. And I talk to someone at a large one and they're like, John, we just can't get anything done. <laughs> I love I love your example. You know, play the cards you're dealt. That's good advice. And most important thing is if you know that, then you will find ways of cutting cost. Reduction in expenses is very key for this year. Mm. Next year will get better. Inflation will become better. Election will be over. Costs will come down. All this will happen. But this year, that's the number one job. Reduction in expenses. And there's, there are many ways of doing it. Uh, but everybody should play what the card that they have been dealt. And talk with each other. I have four or five friends. You know, We have CIOs who talk to me all the time. HV. Uh, is there a job that we can look for? Or is there a way we can decrease the cost? Or what are you doing with this vendor? What, how are you dealing with that? Hey, my CFO is asking for this dashboard. Do you have a copy of it? So I ask the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, like yeah. 
uh, and there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Uh, even when we sport. talk to people like you who do podcasts, uh, I can ask, hey, John, what is the latest thing you are seeing among CIOs? What's the common theme? That's how you get the pulse. I'll give you an example. There is a thing known as SAFER, S-A-F-E-R. Uh -huh. So Medicare for the last two years didn't do anything. Now they're coming after people to say, hey, is your EHR safe or not? So think about it. I will ding you. So <laughs> some of us don't even know what it is. So there are nine, nine criterias for it. Somebody asked me. I explained to them. So all of a sudden, we're becoming best friends. So that's what it is that we ask. But to do that, I gotta tell you, brother, you have to know that you are not it. You are just part of a bigger cosmos. And uh, that's what it is, nothing else. Yeah, we have a principle in our Sway Health marketing community. We could say vulnerability is not weakness. Uh, and the only way people can help you is if they know you need help. <laughs> so powerful concept. Well, we always like to wrap up these podcasts with a little career advice, career discussion. So what advice would you give a, a fellow CIO or maybe an aspiring CIO that wants to be the next CIO of the year and kind of, you know, follow in your footsteps? So uh, in my mind, build your portfolio. Uh, the hardest thing that I have is that when you talk to a, a recruiter who tries to hire you for a job, so they have lots of things about you. Uh, which institution you work, how big is your team, uh, what work you have done, what impact you have done, Will you are you a good leader or not? So talk to a few recruiters. They will ask you a couple of questions and see what's missing in it. Hmm. Uh, th that's one way of doing it, but I'm not asking people to take a job. So yeah. that's one way of knowing it. Second is that, Build a portfolio. That means uh, go to X, go to LinkedIn, uh, share your work, and then do some speeches, talk a little bit, do some podcasts, and uh, uh, get, let people know what you are thinking. Uh, also, uh, try to innovate. Uh, get onto Chime, get into Hems, get into places where you are recognized. Uh, and then, most important in all of this, be a mentor. Uh, start sharing. Uh, when I when I was in practice, my biggest people who helped me out were my residents, because they would talk about me to the patients and to the community. Go see Doctor Rob; you will always be well. You will get cured in a day. Like they become your free advertisers. So when you teach other people and when you share with other people uh, without anything in return, all of a sudden uh, people there is a there is a there is a mystery about you that has been solved. And then offer vendors too, advice, because people need advice. So all of a sudden people look up to you and say, hey, yeah, that should be, you know, he said to me, uh, made sense. And then people suddenly start talking about you. And then all of a sudden you are the CIO of the year. <laughs> so simple, but I love the giving aspect of it. That's really beautiful. 100%. This was uh, everything I thought it would be. Uh, I always appreciate uh, learning from you and hearing about your perspectives and your experience. And I'm sure our audience will as well. So thanks so much. And thanks everyone for watching and listening. If you want to find more great healthcare IT content like this, be sure to check it out at healthcareittoday.com or search for the CIO podcast by Healthcare IT Today on your favorite podcasting applications. Thanks, Shafiq. Thank you. That was good, man.